Welcome to the Positive Sports Podcast. I will be your host today, Ed Montana, alongside me today. That's right. I mean, alongside me, like right next to me, right where he belongs, damn it, right there. No social distancing going on. My brother Alex. Alex, how you doing? What's up, man? Good to be side by side with you. Side by side. Yeah, we're 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 doing away with social distancing. Yeah. Just for the podcast. Just for the podcast. Screw the social distancing. Screw that. Screw the social distancing. Who needs social distancing? Fuck that. We're fam. Actually, a lot of people need social distancing. Probably. Probably. (laughs) We're watching those fucking numbers go through the roof. I'll tell you what, though. What are August? August 18th? Mm -hmm. This is my favorite time of the year. Favorite time of the year. You say this like four times a year. No, but, bro... This time of the year, I fucking love. Explain. It's not because baseball is on and, you know, the, the wild card races are getting heated. It's not because the NBA just had the summer league and I got to bet on a bunch of games and oh my God, stuff God. like that. It's not because NFL preseason is here and we finally get, you know, football back. It's the kids go back to school. <laughs> the kids go back to school. And mommy and daddy get to play hooky every once in a while. Run around the house naked and, you know. Did you play hooky today? No, I did not. Okay. No. Yeah, look. Coming soon, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look. My kid is in high school, right? He's, I mean, he doesn't cause me any work, right? It's no grief. It's not like I gotta stop working to go get him lunch or whatever. I mean, kid feeds himself, right? Like right. it's no big deal. But there was a small part of me that was a little bit excited when he walked out the door to go to school <laughs> this morning because I was like, "This is nice. I get the whole house to myself." And you know, yes. before pandemic, I never got the house to myself, right? So my wife was a stay at home, uh, a stay at home mom. Well, actually, even way before the pandemic, mm-hmm. and so she was home all the time. And then the kids were home, and you know I had three kids, and you know I still have three kids, but you know I had three of them at home, and there was always so I never got the house to myself. And then the pandemic came around, and we we're all at home. And then my wife went back to work, right? And then my son went back to school, and then my daughter left for college, and then all of a sudden I was home alone with the two cats, and I was like, this <laughs> sucks. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I think it's good though. I think it's good, you know, for like, if you if 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 you know you and your spouse, you know, I'll I mean, play hooky for a day. Yeah, I think it's good, you know. Don't do it like. Don't get yeah. fired. Yeah, don't get fired <laughs> from your job. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you got a couple of sick days, vacation days, hopefully my boss is not listening. But you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's okay to do. I think. No, absolutely, I agree. I think it is okay to do, um, but I mean that must be like. For people that are sex addicts, right? like if you're a sex addict and you marry another sex addict, you can't hold on a job, <laughs> right? Because you're playing hooky all the time. You're calling in sick like on the regular. Yeah. I mean, not that you need to because you could, you could still have sex at the end of the day. Right. Right, whenever you get home. Yeah, but I mean, work. so much more you can do. Right, yeah. When I mean, you know... You know, yeah, that, like you can do it on the kitchen table because you know the kids are <laughs> right? Yeah, as long as you wipe it down with some Lysol wipes, you know? Oh, no. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, the fact that there may be food on the table, that's just, you know, that's just fuel for the event. <laughs> kids, dinner's ready. <laughs> Mom, why does the chicken smell like fish? <laughs> <laughs> Is that an ass cheek print on the table? But we're just so yeah. We're ruining dinner for people right now. And actually, depending on where you are, right? Because here in Texas, school starts like middle of August. I think on the East Coast, it starts first week of September or whatever. So yeah. those those sex addicts have to wait a little bit till September to get their freak on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, but uh, yeah. Shout out to all the kids and teachers that uh, you know, went back to school today. I feel bad. I'll tell you what. I feel bad for the teachers, right? Because. All this talk about masks and shit, it's like they just want to go get their job done. And for some reason, right, for some reason, like, that has become the battleground for masks again. Like, I don't understand. Like, no one is bitching about people wearing masks at the post office. 
right? No one's bitching about people wearing masks at restaurants or at mm-hmm. Starbucks, right? But for some reason, it has become a complete battleground about whether whether or not to wear masks at school. Yeah. Like, I've seen more about wearing masks at school in the last two weeks, right, as we get ready for school, than I think I've seen in about a year. And I feel bad for those people because at the end of the day, look, no one wants to get COVID, first of all. Second of all, they're just doing what they're told. I mean, they, you know, and... Kids are walking germs. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, the fact that teachers have to wear masks or wanted to wear masks, whatever, who fucking cares? I've never understood the battle with masks. I really haven't. It's just the whole well, thing is just, it's silly to me. And I feel bad because teachers are really kind of caught in the middle. Yeah. Well, you know, you got people that feel the need to express themselves but I don't think they express themselves in the correct way you know what I mean yeah and so they I don't know it's it's all wacky but we were talking about this earlier I wonder if people are as belligerent with the people that they know in their Mm -hmm. life or are they like like someone who's against masks are they are are their entire families anti-mask people are all of their friends anti do they have no one in their family that wears a mask on the regular like you and i talked about this like if you were a mask person Mm -hmm. and i was uh, i don't want to wear a mask right i would not think you're an idiot right i wouldn't think you're an idiot i wouldn't think you're you know i wouldn't i wouldn't think all of the negative things that we hear people say about other people because they don't agree on their on the stance about masks like a guy i wouldn't love you any different you know i would right so don't these people have the same aren't they the same way with like their family and friends why do they have to be so belligerent to everyone else that wears a mask like think about it like cuz they probably wouldn't dare to <clears throat> say anything crazy to the people they know, friends or family members. I think, and you said this. You've said this before. It's social media makes it worse, right? right. I think that yeah. if you if you if you want to make a critical comment, you have to go and make it to someone's face. Yeah. You know, run the risk of getting punched in the mouth. Say it to the wrong person. Yeah, definitely. I think social media has you know allowed people to hide behind a phone and a computer and they just feel the feel it's okay to be disrespectful and i think that's huge i think that's one of the biggest problems yeah so that keyboard courage that we call it right yeah or that i call it yeah anyway well i hope i hope everybody's doing well make sure you guys go and subscribe like comment to our podcast on youtube Podbean, iTunes, whatever platform you guys use. Spotify. Spotify. iTunes. iTunes. To listen to our podcast. And uh, yeah, let's get it going. Let's talk some sports, man. Let's get it going. Well, look, we are two weeks, almost three weeks removed from the trade deadline. And I think we've figured out a lot in these three weeks. You know, you know... the trade deadline always tells you kind of like who's who's going to make the push and who isn't. And it's weird, but it feels like three weeks into this, we know now we know who's going to make the push and who's not. And we also know whose push is going to fail and whose push is not. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because absolutely. there are teams that are obviously have, 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 have decided this season ain't for us, right? The Cubs, the Nationals, yeah. uh, the, the teams that were doing really bad. Regardless of the deadline, the Orioles, uh, you know, the the Royals, things like that, the Rangers. But there were teams that made some moves that we thought, okay, is this the move that's going to put them over the hump? Right. There were teams that were trying to solidify their spot. I don't know where you want to go first. Teams that made their move and failed, or teams that made their move and looked like their move is legit. Give me one or the other, and we'll go back and forth. How about that? How about that? Listen, there are two teams that stand out to me that have that I think now's a good time to say they won the trade deadline. 
uh, there's a lot of baseball left, right? There's about 40, right. 45 games left. But, you know, my uh, what I've seen is, is you know, there's, there's two teams that stand out to me. And that's, that's the Yankees and the Braves. Yeah. If, if you look at the Braves team, right? They were in third place. Second, third, right? Four mm-hmm. games out, mm-hmm. somewhere around there at the trade deadline, right? Four or five, yeah. They lost Mike Soroka at the beginning of the season. Yep. He, uh, he didn't even pitch, I think. Mm-hmm. And they lost Acuna. Well, and before that, they lost Azuna. And Azuna. And they lost Azuna to some uh, domestic violence right. suspension, right? And that's probably never going to play again. But. Yeah. And then the Braves went and made made some moves. Now, the moves... The, the production is not equivalent to what, you know, Acuna brought to the table, but they went out there and made some moves as a second-place team, third-place third team. and In a weak division. In a weak division, yeah. But, but you know, weak division, but, I mean, shit, they got a, almost a plus-100 run differential. Like, they, they can score runs, and, um, I mean, they, they're doing enough to, you know, they propel to, to first place now. Yeah, and then their pitching, their pitching has gotten better. Uh, they they've improved all the way around. Their offense is what really needed the help with the loss of Ozuna and Acuna, yeah. but <clears throat> you know the the offensive pieces that they brought in have really helped that team turn things around. And like you said, they you know their run differential right now is a plus eighty four, uh, which it was not nearly that three weeks ago. Right. They have uh, they have really turned up the heat. In that NL East, and look, it helps when you're playing in a weaker division. The schedule was kind of favorable to them, right? They yeah. had several games with the Marlins, but sometimes that's the way it works, right? Yeah. Sometimes you need those little, um, those little things to to kind of get you over the hump. And you know, we've said this before, it takes a certain amount of luck to win a championship, right? Injuries, scheduling, hot, getting hot at the right time, things like that. And this is just part of it, and I, I think you're right. I think the uh, the Braves have benefited greatly from their moves at the trade deadline. I think it helped them that Acuna went down so far out before the trade deadline. Right. I think if it had been soon, if it had been closer to the trade deadline, they may have, you know, they may have gone desperado and gotten a bunch of guys and maybe gotten the wrong pieces, yeah. or the opposite. They may have just thrown the white flag and said, fuck it, we just lost our best player, we're not going to do it. Yeah, They had some time to see how they they would respond. And they responded positively. And they said, okay, well, let's go out and let's, let's, get, a, let's get a little bit more offense. And it has worked out really, really well for them. With the Yankees, I don't necessarily agree with you. I think the Yankees were... The Yankees were a better team at the trade deadline than their um, than their record indicated. They had they had gotten kind of unlucky with injuries. They had gotten unlucky in just some games. It just seemed like they, they couldn't get their offense going. That is the most <laughs> ridiculous person I have ever seen in my life. Those eyelashes were long, and the glasses, the sunglasses and the lips. were. I mean, holy if, shit. If, I'm sorry, guys. We're a little distracted. <laughs> We've always got the TV on in here, and right now it is on a tennis tournament in Cincinnati, and they just showed the most ridiculous person in the stands that I've ever seen. Anyway, wow. The Yankees were a <laughs> were a better baseball team than their record showed, and I think. <clears throat> You know, Rizzo has been out for 10 days, so he's been out for yeah. half the time that they got him, right. right, since they got him. So it hasn't been all Rizzo, but, you know, it has, Voight has, has filled in while Rizzo's been out, but he was coming off of an injury, and he was injured a lot in the first half. He's played well now that he's healthy, stands in the lineup every day, healthy. So the team has gotten healthy, and they've done, you know, the trade helped Maybe morale, maybe it maybe it gave them the sense that, hey, we're still in this. We're still wanting to win now. Um, but I think part of it was just the natural progression of a team that is better than their record indicated going into the trade deadline. Well, I mean, let's not forget the Yankees were, what, in third place at the trade deadline with the, Jay, with the Blue Jays playing better. 
and, and kind of you know sniffing the Yankees behind, and they went and got two left-handed bats, which which I think they really needed. So this is a case of a team that fulfilled a need. I don't think I don't. They may not be where they're at, even though yeah, Rizzo hasn't played like you said, but just the presence and that uh, balance in the lineup, lefty righty, lefty righty. You know, is is um, is is big, and especially for that team because I mean they're so heavy right-handed. They yeah they were they were like ridiculous. super right-handed, and so now they get Cole back. Cole turned in a, a really good performance on Monday night. Found the sticky stuff. Found the sticky stuff again, uh, and so I think I think this is you know the, I compare I compare the the Yankees. To the Mets, the Mets got complacent. They were in first place. They, they, yes, they've got a ton of injuries, but they weren't even. They just weren't performing, right? Like they just, they just haven't been performing. And I think they got comfortable being in first place. And the Yankees, in third place, said, "No, let's go and try to make this team better." And I think they got better. And so. And so that's why I think you know them and the Braves are are winners. I can say that they're winners at the trade deadline because uh, I mean look, look at the Yankees now. Yeah, I mean look, no, nobody thought. See, the Braves, we can say yeah, they play in a weak division. The Yankees do not. The Yankees do not. Did we all think that Boston was going to be this good? I didn't think they were, but yet they swept them yesterday in the doubleheader, and now they now they passed them up. Now they're in second place. So. You know, you, 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 you play the schedule that, that you have, and, you know, some teams disappoint, others overachieve. I mean, you still got to play the team. So, you know, the, the Yankees are making a run here, man. It's really interesting with the Yankees, right? Because the Yankees, um, everyone expected it to be a two-horse race with them and the Rays. And the Red Sox, no one expected the Red Sox to do well. And they really kind of outperformed their expectations early in the season. And now, and the Yankees underperformed their expectations. And now both of those teams are going in opposite directions, yeah. going back to what we what we thought they were going to be before the season even started. Right. Um, so it, it is very interesting. Look, another team that I think uh, won the trade deadline is the Astros. The Astros were, look, the Astros were good. The Astros were probably going to win the West as they stood. But they they did not have a reliable bullpen. I mean, that, there's just no other way to put it. Their bullpen was not good. They made several moves to shore up their bullpen, address their need, which is a topic that you brought up earlier or a phrase that you brought up earlier, and now they are looking very much in control of the AL West and very much looking like a team who's not just interested in winning a division, but really interested in competing for the pennant and competing uh, possibly to win a World Series. They are, they're for real. Well, right? they, they need to beat the Royals because they just lost two straight to them. Well, luckily the Royals aren't going to be around come playoff time, so it shouldn't be an issue. <laughs> they need Bregman back. I think, you know. Or, yeah, they do. I, I, earlier in the season, I was like, Man, I think the Astros can go deep. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I think I think their um I think their fuse is gonna run out. They 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 might win the, the division. I mean, what they're only what two and a half up uh, on Oakland on a good Oakland team. So I don't I don't know, man. I think the fuse on on that Astros team might might run out. Might run out at some point. No, we'll, we'll see. I I think they've done well to shore up their pitching and. Um, when Bregman comes back, that lineup is as formidable as any lineup you'll see yeah. uh, come playoff time. Teams that lost, uh, that that made the push, and the push just ain't ain't gonna work. They're trying to push that boulder up the hill, yeah. and, and the boulder's just a little too heavy. Uh, I mean the Phillies and the Mets stick out to me. They both made no moves. Like they made. The Phillies got who? Kyle Gibson and then yeah. the Mets fucking went and got Baez and Rich Hill and it's it just wasn't enough for what that team needs. I mean the the Phillies are literally riding riding Zach Wheeler and Bryce Harper right now. Yeah. If it wasn't for those two guys, 
Who knows uh, what they were they, they may be. <laughs> the Mets made the push, and um, the Mets failed. Yeah. Um, not that not that the Javi Baez pickup was a bad deal. It was uh, a horrible deal. The but it, but but back to your back to your phrase right that you used earlier. They didn't address the need. Well, that's why it's a horrible. It was a horrible deal. Right. Well, I mean, we'll see how it pans out going forward, right? But it didn't address the need, and and you know the rich the Rich Hill one was flat out horrible because Rich Hill is just I mean Rich Old, Hill is just over the not, hill. He, he Rich Hill just shouldn't be on a roster. He shouldn't be, but anyway. in all honesty, he's pitched decent for the Mets. I mean, he's not going to blow you away. The guy is like Jamie Moyer years old. But, <laughs> but I mean, he's he's come in and he's 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 pitched not bad. He's not getting he's not he's he's not getting lit up. That's for sure. I'll say that he's not getting lit up. So he's not pitching well either. Yeah, but I mean, no, yeah, but I mean, all you, all you want out of out of your starters is quality starts. You know what I mean? Like you just don't want the wanna... Mets. <clears throat> the Mets got clouded by their success with all of the injuries early on. They were getting, they were getting. Um, I don't want to say lucky, right? Because they're all professionals, but they had guys overachieving. They they their lineup was a lineup that was meant to produce two runs a game, and they were scoring four runs a game, right? I don't know the exact numbers. Mm-hmm. I'm just giving some figures. Their lineup was overperforming. Well, well, here, I'll tell you real quick. During the injuries. They're scoring about 3.4 runs a game, which is good for second to last in the majors. Only worst team are the Pittsburgh Pirates. So there. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and, and again, they just they, they, they brought in a pitcher who's an aging pitcher who's not very good anymore, and they brought in a guy who is not – is offensively good, but is not the kind of offense that you want, right? You don't want boom or bust in a lineup that is struggling with, to hit with men on base and 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 men in scoring position. And it's just yeah. it's been the Achilles heel of that team all year. They didn't bring in anyone who's particularly clutch or anything like that. Not to, not to say that there was anyone out there that was available like that. I don't know, but they didn't address the need, and and the bullpen continues to suffer as well. Um, and so, they they were they were clouded by the fact that the Phillies and the Braves got off to rough starts and experienced some some injuries of their own, some particularly big injuries in the case of the Braves. And so they were sitting there two and a half, three games up in the East. They figured they add a star like Baez and a little pitching help, and they boom, they're they're going to run away with this thing. And it has not worked out that way. The injuries continue to pile up, and now. Those those backups that are now thrust into starting roles are showing their true colors, why they were not starters to begin with. Right. And the team is scoring three point four runs a game. There's your problem. And so now the boulder has become very very heavy, and um, it does not look like. I mean, they're below five hundred at this point. I mean, yeah, I mean they they they're, 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 not, they're not they're not even they're not even on pace to win eighty one games. They're three and thirteen <clears throat> in August. Yeah, three I mean, and twelve, something like that. Something ridiculous, and they're losing again today. I mean, I, I I'm putting myself through pain every night because they're on this freaking West Coast trip, and I'm actually staying up to watch these games, and it's been torture, man. It's been absolute torture. It's tough for the for us Mets fans out there. Real quick, staying on the Mets, what do you think about Steve Cohen coming out this morning, eight in the morning, tweeting out? It's incredible, I, and I don't remember word for word. I could probably look it up, but I don't, I don't remember word for word. Hey, you know what? Let me look it up real quick because, uh, hold was, on a second. I was going to bail you out and look it up for you while you talked. Hold them up. Hold them up. Hold them up. No, go ahead. He says something along the lines like, it's incredible how unproductive the offense is when, uh, you know, the approach at, at the plate. I'll read it here. Hold on. Let okay. me read it. It's hard to understand how professional hitters can be this unproductive. The best teams have a more disciplined approach. The slugging and OPS numbers don't lie. Here's my comment to that. Mm-hmm. No shit, Sherlock. Like, tell me something I don't know, motherfucker. Right, but no. But what I'm saying is... What I'm saying is... Well, how do you feel about an owner 
taken to social media to pretty much put his team on blast, right? <clears throat> it's your fault. It's not his fault. It's your fault. What if you what is you his constructed the team? No. Yeah. Negative. It is your fault. It is just as much his fault as it is everyone else. It is a team game. He constructed this team. If he didn't construct mm-hmm. the team, he paid the guy who constructed the team. If he didn't manage the team, he paid the guy that's managing the team. He I mean no, it, look, I disagree. It is it is a it is an organization. It All is right. an entire organization for him to blast his players. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Do something about it. Don't blast players. First of all, you don't know a bat from a from a from a churro. <laughs> All right, churros so, are good, especially the ones with caramel. Yeah, it. Mm. I'm I'm willing to bet he's probably eaten more churros in his life <laughs> than swung a bat. Shut the fuck up. Do something about it. Do not blast your players on social social media. Do not blast your manager. Do not blast. Don't. <clears throat> what good does that do? <clears throat> I couldn't disagree more. But let's remember George Steinbrenner did the same exact thing. It's just that social media wasn't around back when the boss was around, right? But he, he did it he, he he did it in different ways. Hold on. There's one difference there. George Steinbrenner did it at press conferences as he was firing the manager and hiring someone else. Right. He was doing something about it. This fucko is chirping on social media. This is exactly what we talked about earlier with the whole mass thing. This is keyboard courage. Go fire somebody. Go hire somebody. No. Go do something, bro. It's no. It's definitely not keyboard <laughs> courage, man. Like he's got a. He's got. He's face to face with all these guys. You're right. It's he's, not keyboard courage because he probably doesn't run his own social media account. I I, I literally <laughs> think he does. But nah, you couldn't be more wrong. I mean, he he didn't construct this team. He's just fucking forking over all the money that he has. He's got he's got people constructing this team. I think it, it sends a really loud and clear message that, you know, he, he might blow this up in, in, in the winter. And I like it, man. I think... Blow I think what up? We don't have anything. No, just, <laughs> just fucking get rid of people. I like it. I think, I, think, I think as an owner and a fan, not me, Steve Cohen, I think... I think he said something that needs to be said it because the players and the manager are showing no emotion. So who better to have, you know, to show emotion than the fucking owner of a franchise? And I think, again, we're not used to seeing an owner uh, be this vocal. Maybe Mark Cuban has, uh, but he doesn't really direct. He, you know, I don't think he's ever tweeted anything out like this. So I, I I think he's just I think he's saying something that needs to be said. And again, we're we're not used to seeing this from an owner of a of a of a franchise. I'm okay with it. I don't I don't have I don't a mind. I don't have a tremendous problem with it. I just don't see the point of it. I don't think it helps anything. So they can wake the I fuck want, up. But 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 then but but yeah, so do you, you know? think Pete Alonso is gonna go out there tonight or today with a man on on second and go I really better get a hit because the slugging and OPS numbers really tell the whole story that I'm not doing, I'm not hitting with men on base. Like, well, Pete Alonso is the only one that's fucking doing anything for the Mets. I mean, but everybody, yeah. but everybody else should be very concerned. But, but those, but those guys are because they're not showing it, bro. When you have a team, who else on that team do you put any value on to be a frontline <clears throat> starter, a clutch player that you would? It's a bunch of it's a, people like Lindor who's on the DL or IL, right? People like Degrom who's on the IL. I mean, it, it's well. Like, I mean, look, what, what's the worst that can happen at this point? The Mets are a sinking ship. So I mean, bro, listen, Terry Collins, Lou Pinella. I can't think of any other managers, but I'm sure there's plenty more. They showed some damn emotion at. Post game interviews. Yeah. I mean, the, you you need that sometimes. You yeah, need that sometimes. Right. If if the team is not, if the team's not, if the players are not going to show any emotion on the field and do piss poor, as as bad as the Mets have done, 
I mean, something needs to be done. Someone needs to say something because obviously the manager is not... There's a difference, though. There's a difference when it's a manager as opposed to an owner. The owner's not... He's not in the trenches with those guys. He doesn't... Look, how many times have we seen a manager get himself thrown out of a baseball game and all of a sudden the team turns it around? That spark, right? Because that's one of your guys. You're all in the battle together. This guy is sitting in an ivory tower somewhere talking shit about the players. I mean, it's like, that's not that's not the emotion that we need. You know what I mean? That, that's not, that's not going to do anything. But what is, what is going to do something then? Well, you got to start, you got to look at your GM, you got to look at your manager. So right? maybe he's directing that to them. Well, okay, but then you don't need to do that on social, again, that's keyboard courage. It doesn't need to be done on social media. Think of think of all of the great organizations, except for the Steinbrenner Yankees. Think of all of the great organizations in sports, and you tell me which ones got bombastic owners that run mm. their gums on on Twitter. Well, again, but none none of that. We're in a different. No, but take we're take in a different Robert era. Kraft. You know what I'm saying like Robert Kraft. He uh, he's hanging out at a rub and tug, but he's not. <laughs> but he's not. He's not running his mouth on social media. Think of think of like organizations that have consistently been good. Do you hear anything yeah, about that? Yeah, but do you, have, is, do you hear anything from the Dodgers, from the Dodgers ownership group? This is year one of the Cohen era, so uh, I think it's pretty clear that this is what the Mets are going. This is what the Mets owner is going to do. This is how he's going to approach things. He's actually approaching things a lot better than the Mets are approaching things at the plate. So yeah. I'm okay with this. And this, again, this is something that we just haven't seen. We're not used to it. So I think we should get used to it because I don't think Steve Cohen is going to change for, yeah. for anybody. You know what I mean? I, I, don't and have, if, I don't have a tremendous problem with it. I just don't see that this really adds value to the team. Do you think it's going to scare away players? Uh, no, because, again, it, he's so far removed from the players. You think so? The guy. I think, I, I think a manager that runs his mouth so. like that is is gonna scare people away or lure people in. Right? He went. He. I mean, he he visited the the Mets locker room during the Philly series. So I, I think you're completely wrong. <laughs> I think Steve Cohen is. I can't really say he's an. A fan first, but he's a he's a huge fan of the team, right? Because I mean, money talks, so you know, the yeah. guy's all about. He's a businessman, right? Yeah. But I mean, I with the Mets, I think you know, being a businessman and you know, being a fan, I mean, they're pretty close. I mean, he, he's a he's a real fan of the team, so I think I think he's more, I think he's more involved than than what we think. I don't, I, I yeah, I don't have a problem with his involvement. I just, I just think. I think an owner blasting his team via social media does nothing to it does nothing to make the team better. I don't think it gives the team that 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 uh, that push that that fire. I don't think it does any of that. It's if it's a if it's a manager and the players, right, where they, they their playing time is going to be affected, and it, it's it's there, you know, they're in that battle together. I think, yeah, those people have more of an ability to do that, and I don't think you do that stuff via social media. Uh, as far as are we going to have to get used to it? This is the way he is. Yeah, I guess we are. I mean, I don't. Again, it doesn't. I guess my point is the whole rant. Doesn't make me like him more. Doesn't really make me like him less. I just don't. I just don't see the point of it. All he's doing is he's just another tweet on Twitter talking about the Mets not hitting with runners in scoring position, right? Which is, which I mean, I've sent out tweets about mm-hmm. how bad we're hitting, and you've done the same thing, and I don't think it's made a lick of difference to the Mets. Yeah, but they're all, yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, come on, man. No, but you see my point. Like, I just, they're not I, fucking reading our tweet. Like, it's not no, no, being. No. And, and again, obviously, because Luis yeah. Rojas got asked today if if he saw the tweet or whatever. Right? Obviously, he has more influence than you and I do. But my point is, I don't think it makes that much of a difference. Yeah. I think I think the GM and the manager, right? I think they both are very very well aware of what this team's shortcomings are. Yeah. At this point, and. You know how they handle it going forward, especially with Mr. Cohen writing the checks. 
right? Yeah. They'll have to they'll have to figure that out. They'll have to navigate. They may very well use it against them, right? Where, you know, when it comes time to, when it comes time to resign, let's say Javi Baez, mm-hmm. let's just use mm-hmm. him as an example, you know. And and Cohen's kind of like, eh, I don't know that I want to spend that much, or I don't know that I want to spend money on him. You know, Roas and the GM could be like, hey. You want to see you want to see that slugging percentage and OPS get better? <laughs> we need this guy. <laughs> so, yeah. may come back to bite him. Yeah, anyway. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> the Giants are another one that I think uh, won the uh, the trade deadline. Uh, they didn't make a lot of moves, but they look they look like they're going to be for real in this thing. Yeah, I mean, they got a four-game lead on the Dodgers. Uh, with forty some odd games to play, right? And it's yeah, it, you know, forty two games left, and uh, wow, I mean they're they're in it, they're they're more than in it. I think they got like ten players with ten or more home runs, and yeah. that and their pitching staff is 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 pretty decent. They're doing it so, all. Yeah. Uh, what about the Padres? The pod the Padres did they make any moves that were notable? Oh, they picked uh, up the second baseman, yeah. the all-star second baseman from the Pirates. Yeah, Adam Frazier, and they almost got Scherzer. Uh, I don't know that they made an. Uh, they might have gotten another pitcher, but I yeah, don't, I don't recall who who it was. They they got Tatis back. They look like they're pushing <clears throat> the boulder uphill as well. They look like they're running out of gas. They had Tatis out for a while, so he's back. Yeah. Hit two home runs his first game back, I think. That guy is something else, right? Yeah. That guy is a walking headline. Yeah. It's not enough that he just came back. Right. I'm going to go ahead and hit two home runs in my comeback. Yeah, definitely in the MVP. I don't think he's hit another one since, but... Definitely in the uh, MVP conversation, I'd say. Is he? Yeah, absolutely. How many games has he been out? I mean, it's got to be pushing 30, right? Nah, you think so? I think he's been out a lot of games. No. Padres have played 122 games. I don't think he's been out that much. And Tatis has played in... He's got 330 at-bats. Yeah. How many games has he played in? They still have him listed as as an infielder and a shortstop. He's definitely got 100 games played. No, uh, yeah, he's got to have around 100 games played. He's played 90. So he's yeah. missed 32 games. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah, but I mean, his number, I mean, but he's producing. Yeah, but 30 games a lot. He's producing around the same numbers that Bryce Har- Harper has. If not yeah, but Harper's little... playing every day. All right, but I mean, and the Padres are a playoff team. In in a better division, the Phillies are a mere two and a half games out of a playoff game. Are the Padres in a worse still division. in a? Uh, are the Padres still in a playoff spot? Yeah, they gotta be. Them and the Dodgers. Uh, I'm sure, sure they are. That? Yeah. Are you sure? I mean, who's next? The 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 Reds. Yeah. No, the Reds are only two out. Yeah, what I'm saying. I mean, God, the Phillies are four and a half out. Of a wild card spot, they're closer to the division lead. Than yeah, yeah. I mean, you're gonna have to win the NL East to to make, to the, make playoffs. the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know. I I missing 32 games. If he played every game the rest of the way, would be God. That's only 80 percent of the season. I I have a hard time giving someone MVP when they've missed 20 percent of the season. That's just me. So you're talking what, 120 games? 130. Oh yeah, that I'm cool with that. If the numbers are there, then 130 is is good enough for you. Yeah, for me it is. Hmm. Especially if the numbers are there. Yeah, look, over 130. If you take the average numbers, right, he's gonna be there. If you take the raw numbers, mm, I mean, look, we've had a pitcher win an MVP before, and <laughs> well, that's a whole different <laughs> argument. <laughs> That's a completely different argument altogether. I mean, geez, yeah, that's I'm... a that that's a can of worms right there. Let's see what Bryce's numbers are. So Bryce Harper this year same amount of at bats, three hundred and forty. He's at 
How many games? 98. 98? Did he miss a bunch of games? I don't remember him missing games. Oh, a- oh, he got hit. He got hit in the face or something, and he missed a few games. Oh, wow. But okay, I mean, huh? but that was a few games. Yeah, well. Sorry, dude. 140 games is yeah. better than 130, but not much. Yeah. Not enough to offset the numbers. And hey, let's see his numbers. He's got 22 home runs, 50 RBI. Is this right? That's it? I, dude, I thought he had more RBIs than that. He's hitting 297. Oh, yeah. Tatis is the... His OPS is 989. Yeah, Tatis is the clear... You can go to player comparison. That's Where's that? Where's that? I don't know. It's somewhere on there. I promise you. Yeah, I know. I love, I love that, but I can't find it right now. Um, yeah, Tatis has... I dare to say way better numbers than Harper. Uh, I, w- I would tend to agree with you. I can't imagine. Yeah, I, d- I didn't realize Harper only had 50 RBIs. Look at his numbers. Tatis is at 34 home runs, 75 RBI, and his OPS is 1053. Yeah, between these two, right? 10 games is not enough to offset that difference, Yeah, in my opinion. So... Yeah. Unless there's somebody else, and I can't think of anyone else. For MVP? For MVP in the National League. Who was it? Jacob uh, DeGrom by absence? I can't give it to him. Well, I, he look, was having a look great isn't season. Isn't the fact but... that the Mets have tanked since he's gone on the DL just a further indication of how valuable he is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he was an everyday player, that argument would work perfectly. I thought I saw Zach Wheeler on there as fifth. For MVP? Yeah. Nah, not MVP. He's, he won't he's get Cy it. He's Cy Young. He won't get it, but... Uh, he's Cy Young for sure. He definitely won't get MVP, but uh, <clears throat> he's, he's... Who else got is... Got pretty good uh, fucking numbers. Who else... Uh, Soto? Oh, but that team is so bad. Yeah. But I mean, that team is so bad. But again, if Soto has better numbers than than Tatis, so let's see. Tatis leads in WAR. Don't talk to me about WAR. <laughs> what is it good for? Turner. Nah. Soto. Turner was out a lot. Freddie Freeman. You know what? Ozzy Alves. Really? Has he had that good of a year, though? Eh, it's been pretty good. Let's see. 22 home runs, 83 RBI for a guy who's not a and home run hitter. let's not forget, Ronald Acuna's, you know, he yeah, kind of picked yeah, up yeah, the slack. Yeah. Not uh, terrible. His OPS is only 818. Second baseman. Not bad. Not bad. Oh, what about, uh, who is it, Winker or... Uh, From Cincinnati? Yeah, Winky. I mean, he could win on name alone. <laughs> I mean, with a name like that, right? Winker. And I guess Freeman could win it again. Freeman is doing pretty good. God, Freeman's only 27. Nah, he's hitting three, Winker's hitting 307, 24 home runs, 71 RBIs, 955 OPS. That's not a bad season. And he's playing every day. Yeah, he's playing every day, and his team is right there in, in the in the wild card. In the hunt, yeah. Yeah, Winker's pretty good, but he's probably the problem with him is he doesn't have the name recognition to get the votes, right? Yeah, but that's I mean, gonna be, that's going to be tough. They shouldn't penalize him for that. No, they shouldn't, but the fact of the matter is they they kind of do. Um, look at uh, look at Freddie Freeman. Twenty six home runs, sixty eight RBI, eight ninety seven OPS. Not great numbers, but hitting two ninety six. Doesn't kick the ball once every two games like Tatis does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, true. You know his offensive WAR is six point two, and his overall is five point five. <laughs> His defense, oh, Tatis, uh, Tatis. His defensive war is a negative 0.7. <laughs> That's why they moved his ass to the outfield. Yeah, you're costing us too much. How about you go away? Or you move up north. 
Uh, let's see. What other winners and losers do we have? I'll tell you what. The Dodgers were absolute geniuses in making that deal for uh, Scherzer. Because... Oh, yeah. um, With the Trevor Bauer stuff. The, I mean, B Kershaw has been out. He's supposedly coming back soon, but he's been out. And uh, and Bauer... Bauer's not coming back, I dare to say... Ever. Ever. If true. Well... I'm only saying if true because with the Deshaun Watson stuff, I say the same thing. So I'm just trying to be fair. If true. I, mean, I don't know all the details, but if true. I don't know that I want to talk about the Bauer thing. But nah. I just, I don't know. I mean, have you heard the whole, all the stories and, and what's yeah. come out and cross the thing? I mean, it's, yeah. it's fucking wild. And it's wild to the point where... I mean, he's fucked up, she's fucked up, they're fucked up. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> Their kids must have went to school early. <laughs> oh my God. Like, so the exchange of tech ma text messages before they did anything, and then obviously no. what happened when they did do stuff. No. What? It, it's times like that when I realize I'm 50. I'm 50, because that's fucking crazy. Right. That's all fucking crazy. Well, that's the one best move Steve Cohen didn't make in the winter. Imagine, oh, imagine, imagine if if you think him tweeting this shit out is bad. Not you, but I'm just what saying. What would he say? Yeah, <laughs> no shit. What would he say about? Imagine Trevor all Bauer. the backlash he would get oh in God. New York. Crazy, yeah, right? The the Bauer thing, like I wonder if he's ever gonna. I don't think I almost. I feel pretty confident in saying I don't think he pitches for the Dodgers again. Mm, I don't think so either. That's I think the Dodgers will will politely bow out of the Trevor Bauer thing. The thing is, they still got to pay him. You think they'll gladly just... Someone else will pay him. Maybe. Maybe not. So, and again, I don't know the numbers. He's got a $30 million contract. I think it's a three-year deal, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let's say it's thirty million. It's actually probably thirty-four million because it's over a hundred. Let's just say thirty-four million. Right. This year's gone, right? You trade him and offer to pick up half of his deal, right? He goes to Toronto, right? If you're Toronto, do you do it? Do you take Bauer for half price? No. If you're the not Do because okay, well hold on. Mm -hmm. If you're the Dodgers, do you get rid of them and still pick up half the tab? Just to get rid of them? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Explain. No, I just I I, I think there's baggage with Bauer even before <laughs> baggage. Even, even before this. That's now there's even baggage. more baggage, and now the team's gonna trade for him. He hasn't pitched in. Well, it'd be for next year, right? It's not. He's not. Right, right. He's not coming back this year. Yeah, but I'm saying he's, right, right. He, he hasn't. He hasn't pitched in a while. Nah, I, I don't. I don't do it. I don't think he's that good. Then actually, yeah, he's good. Actually, the numbers are skewed because of the sticky, tacky, ticky, tacky, sticky stuff. <laughs> sticky, icky. I mean, he had a bogus Cy Young year last year, and 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 I think. You know, all the analytic freaks who look at spin rate and revolutions per hour or whatever the hell you want to call them. Uh, I think they're I think, a fluke. I, 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 think he's, I think he's good. I think he's really good. Um, somebody, yeah, if I'm the Dodgers, I think I do. I, you know, think about it. You pay $34 million this year and then 17 and 17 as opposed to 34 and 34 for two years to get rid of him. And quite frankly, if you're a team on the cusp, right? If you're a team like Toronto, you don't have the same media pull. You're playing a tough division, but this guy really could elevate your team to possible playoff status. Might be worth it for them to do it. And you're getting him for you're getting a thirty-four million dollar pitcher for seventeen. I don't. I don't think a team wants is going to want anything to do with him because of the DV. 
you know? The, because of the what? The domestic violence or whatever. Oh. Yeah. DV. <laughs> I didn't realize we were working abbreviations. Yeah, man. Working the acronyms. Well, but, I think that for a PO spot, <laughs> a team like the Blue Jays, a team like the BJs, <laughs> the BJ, yeah. BJ's I think the and... TBJs would do it. Not to be confused with a PB and J. <laughs> that actually sounds pretty good right about now. I'm kind of hungry. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, that'll be one of the things to talk about in the off season. Yeah. Because I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's coming back this season. And on top of that, you got to figure. On top of that, you got to figure he's probably gonna get suspended, right? So you're gonna you're, you're not. Well, but see, that's the that's the wrinkle, right? Like. There's a very good chance he doesn't get suspended, like, like if this if this whole restraining order thing falls through, mm-hmm. then there's likely not going to be any charges, and then if there's no charges, yeah, he punched her in the face, but the suspension in that mm-hmm. case, I'm guessing, won't be fifty games. It'll be twenty games, and he's already served how many? You know what I mean? So there's a good chance that the MLB will say suspension served or SS as we like to call it <laughs> in the business. Um, yeah, it's I mean it's it's crazy, but I mean he could he could conceivably I think it I think it's very possible not likely but possible that nothing comes of this restraining order. There's no charges. Yeah. He's been on the bench for since the end of June. Shit, it's been a while. Yeah, so it's been six weeks at least, right? Yeah. yeah. Which means he's he's technically been suspended for uh, six weeks is forty two days. Take out the All Star break. Take out some rest days. Thirty three days. Thirty. Call it thirty games. He's technically been suspended already for thirty games. Now it's been with pay. So he may get fined, but it's possible that if the restraining order charge goes away and there's no formal charges filed against him and and it goes away, then he will have sat 30 days, 30 games, there's 40 games left. He's not going to get a 70-game suspension for that, right? He's going to get a monetary fine, and so... I swear, the athletes are so privileged, bro. Like, if this was, if, if you had this shit going on at your workplace or something like that, I mean, oh, you'd have been fired. You right? would have been fired, much less suspended with pay. This guy's getting paid to fucking show up in court every two weeks or whatever it is. But on the flip side, but crazy. on the flip, I mean, we say privilege, but on the flip side, it would be really wrong if this chick did, you know, if he did nothing wrong, huh? and and I mean. Obviously, he's done something wrong because he punched her in the face repeatedly. But it would be really bad if he did nothing wrong and lost his job. Just like it would be for you, right? Like if if, if a woman pressed, you know, accused you of something that you absolutely didn't do and you immediately got fired, you'd be like, wait a minute, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the power of the union, right? Yeah. That's a strong union. Yeah, well, (laughs) some would say the strongest. (laughs) You know there's NFL, but you know Ray Rice is going. What the fuck is going on? Ray Rice is like, that's not that's not white privilege. That's baseball privilege. He's like, I should have been a baseball player. Yeah, that's crazy. The whole that whole every time I read something about that story, I get more and more more and more. I go, what the fuck? Or WTF? His, how old is Trevor Bauer? He's not old. He's 29. Oh, okay. I thought he was a little older than that. No, he's a young guy. Isn't he? Yeah, 30. Oh, 30. 30. Yeah. I was close. 28 million. Is yeah. what he's getting this year? Yeah. Oh, so it must be a little more backloaded. Because I think it was a $102 million contract for yeah. three years. Well, I hope he never pitches again. I personally don't like, don't like him. Never liked him. I don't think he's that... Great of a pitcher, so. I think he's a really good pitcher. I think he's really bad at sex. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, he likes it a little too much. I don't know, like, I don't know what everyone's goals are during sex. But if you end up breaking a chick's face, yeah. Whether you made your goal or not, you went about it the completely wrong way. Those are not sex goals, people. Yeah. Those are not SGs, as we call them. <laughs> That's, yeah, like, he's a great pitcher. He's very entertaining on Twitter. <clears throat> he's not good at sex. No. He's, he's, he's bad at sex. Terrible. You think if, he, here's my question. We're going to go down a terrible rabbit hole here. That's all right. So do you think, let's just say, let's say the scenario that I said earlier plays out. Uh, no restraining order, no charges. He goes back to the Dodgers. Maybe he gets traded, maybe he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's going to be any groupies hanging out outside of the Dodgers locker room or whatever team he plays on throwing panties at him? Yeah, because groupies are just that. Groupies. Yeah, but don't you think groupies are going to be like, I mean, I want to get with a major league player. I just don't want my face smashed in. It may be worth it. They're, they're going to get paid. You know, a black guy's not going to hurt. It's kind of that age-old <laughs> argument, right? Would you get in the ring with Mike Tyson right. for $5 million? Uh, well. Would you? <sighs> Man. Would you, fight, would, you, would you sign a contract to fight well, okay. Canelo? Okay, what do you mean fight? 12, like, I'm boxing. Going 12 rounds? A boxing fight. 12 rounds. Well, he's the champion. I, I it's got to go, be a 12-round fight. I got to go 12 rounds? No, you don't gotta. I mean, you can get knocked out in the first, but... He, no, but I need to know more. Like, I mean, okay, it, okay, okay. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Would and what's you sign, allowed, not allowed, too. Would you sign a contract mm. for a WBC-sanctioned boxing fight okay. with Canelo Alvarez for the WBC middleweight championship of the world? Okay. Which means you could potentially go 12 rounds, unless you knock him out, right? Right, yeah, which is always possible. <clears throat> Here it is. 12-round boxing fight with Canelo Alvarez. Right now. Today. Okay. Right? Canelo's at his prime. Right. You're at... My prime. You're next to me. <laughs> For the WBC Middleweight Championship of the World. 12 three-minute rounds. For how much? Oh. It'd be a 60-40 split. Uh, Canelo makes 30 million so I, fight. So I guess 60 million? I mean, forty no, million. <laughs> no, he he gets thirty million. He gets thirty million a fight, sixty forty split. You'd get twelve million. Let's say ten million for ten million. Ten million dollars. Hey, but full disclosure, right? Ten million dollars. Ten percent goes to me because I just brokered the deal. I'm your agent. That's fine. So that's nine million, right? And then you mm-hmm. got you pay tax on the full ten, okay. right? All right. So that means you get six million, and then one million to me. So you're only gonna get five million. I get a million because I just. I just fucking put the deal together. I mean, five million right? is five million. Five million to fight Canelo Alvarez, a boxing fight. Yeah. Sixteen ounce boxing. I gloves. mean, I think I'm way faster than Canelo at running. <laughs> so all I got to do is run around the squared circle. You realize you're gonna have to do it for three full minutes at a time, and then you only get one minute of rest. Yeah, but I'm, yeah, I, I can stop here and there. Well, no, you can't. I mean, yeah, I can. You got to go for all three minutes for him to not catch you. And then you get a one-minute rest, and you got to do that 12 times. I mean, so if he knocks me out, do I still get paid? Well, yeah, it's a guaranteed contract. Well, uh, yeah, I'm doing it. For $5 million? Sure. $3 million. Yeah. Take home. Take home. $3 million. Yeah, sure. $3 million, I'll do it. A million. Uh, yeah, but that's the lowest I go. Huh? That's the lowest I go. A million? A million. So you win seven fifty, you wouldn't do it for I it. wouldn't do it. That'd um, be a milli. If I gave you eight weeks, would you train? Yeah, I would train. If I gave you one day, you gotta do it tomorrow, would you would that change the formula? No. The amount. No, cause no. It's still a million? Yeah, of course. It wouldn't be more because you only have one day to prepare. Yeah, I mean let me tell you Maybe. something. For a million dollars, yeah, I, I would do for it. For a million dollars, for a million dollars, and I had you and would. I had eight weeks to prepare and get the best fucking mouthpiece I could get. <laughs> you would not do it. I would. I would. It would. Yeah, I would have to. It would. Yeah, I'd have to get a little more. Yeah. Because look, 
Canelo's going to make 30. And I realize that his name is going to carry the value of the card. But there's a little bit of that freak show aspect that people would... Like, there are people that would jump in to watch it just to see what it's like right. for Canelo to fight a normal guy yeah. like me. So, I'm bringing some eyeballs, too, right? Right, right? And I understand that there's a bajillion guys that would do it, but at the end of the day, I'm the one that's doing it. So, you got to give me a little You got to give me a little extra chatter. And here's the thing. In a situation like that, you got to go full market. Like, you got to fucking go full Mayweather. You got to... Talk up a shitstorm. Oh, I'm going. You gotta going. make shirts. You gotta. You just gotta clown the other guy, right? You Bro, gotta. I'm in this going, case, I, I'm Canelo. going full, full WWE. You got to, because then I mean, people would tune in even more. Yeah. No. I and 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 look, people love Canelo. I yep. would. I would. I would start talking shit about. I talk shit about Canelo. I talk about his mama. Oh, I'd yeah. talk about Mexicans. I'd talk about <laughs> Hispanic people. I would talk about human beings. I would talk about... I would put him in a category, and I would talk about that. Gloves are off. Redheads. Gloves I mean, are off. I would insult him every way I could. Yeah. Because, look, the beating I'm going to get is the beating I'm going to get. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, then... What's I'm saying? Then you gotta have, you got to get a piece of the pay-per-view, right? Yeah. Yeah, the gate money. You get all no, that. the gate ain't shit. The pay-per-view is where it's at. Well, you get all that. And yeah, you're right. I'm selling t-shirts. Yeah, fuck yeah. In fact, and I start to copyright like memes and shit of myself, knocked out. <laughs> we take pictures of me in a ring, knocked out, bleeding and stuff. Like Nate Robinson. Yeah, Just exactly. laying on the floor. <clears throat> start making videos before it even happens. Yeah, I would do it. Why not? Fuck it. For a million? I mean, well, what do I have to lose? Well, brain cells. Besides, yeah. That's and right. I mean... <clears throat> I mean, if he if he breaks your orbital, sheesh. Yeah, see, I, I might put a disclosure on there: body shots only. <laughs> Although his body uh, shots are fucking Canelo's body shots. Shots are no joke. Yeah, I mean, uh, might well, see. I, be, I I may do that. See, I may have to do that. Body that, shots only. Yeah, but that could be worse, bro. If he hits you in a rib right here next to your heart, he's liable to fucking take your rib, your heart, and your fucking spine all in one shot. Yeah, I need my face. Bro, it's too for a handsome. million. For a million, he can only improve that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck that. I've never heard anybody die of a rib shot. I'm not trying to die. Yeah, the head trauma. Like, I wonder what it's. I'm more worried about the fucking cauliflower ears. Not from one fight. <laughs> shit. Not from one fight. Those punches are fucking hard. It's one fight. You don't get cauliflower ears from one fight. I don't know. Or from one wrestling match. Still, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want. Yeah, brain damage and all that. Yeah, I think a million Fuck might that. not be enough for me. I might have to do like three million. No. Yeah, but if it's a million body shots only. Well, he's not gonna do that, and no one's gonna pay for that. No one's gonna want to watch that. What if he fucking hit you with a low blow? Oh, then I, 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 then I, then it's on. I'm fucking. Kung Fu. Go that Mike, go Mike Tyson and biting. I'm biting, kicking. I'm doing it I, all. I may have point. to put that in the contract. If I get hit with a low blow, you, you got that's a, that's an extra, you know. Two Kids million. don't have to go to school anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no more hooky days for me and the missus. <laughs> that's, an, that's an extra million right there. <laughs> all right, man. God, we have gone off the rails. We beat the horse out that podcast. That That's a dead horse? Yeah, something like that. A DH, as I a, like to a call D- it. <laughs> <laughs> a DH. Hey, if they want to... Um, need to ban the DH. If they want to get a hold of you, how do they do that? Come on, man. Come on, man. On Twitter, at BrooklynGaucho1. On Twitter. Yeah, on Twitter. That's what I said. That's what I said, too. Yeah, I know, but I repeated it. Oh, okay. All right, thanks. You can get a hold of me on Twitter as well, folks, at emontana21. You can email the show, positivesports10 at gmail.com. As Alex mentioned earlier, like, subscribe, comment, whatever on our podcast. You can catch us on YouTube, Podbean, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify. Y'all. Or whatever podcast platform you choose. Let us know 
how much it would take. Yeah. How much money it would put take. Put that on the. Put that on your. Make it. Do a Twitter poll on that. How much to fight Canelo Alvarez right now in a, in a regularly right. sanctioned boxing match for the title, of course. Of course, yeah. Because one, I, five, or ten million, or less than less than one, more than ten. I don't think anybody would take less than. I I don't think any. I don't think anybody would take less than ten. No, I would take less than ten, bro. Yeah, I would too. Five million is life changing. Yeah, five, five million. Five? 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 Whew. I'll take it. And with that, we've come to the end of another wonderful episode of the Positive Sports Podcast. Sure, we talked baseball. Sure, we talked trades. But boy, did we get off the rails talking about masks. Bad sex and fighting Canelo Alvarez. <laughs> <laughs> Put that in the tagline. It's it, it's a you know since we're down here in the south, it's a little a gumbo episode. You know, you get a little bit of everything. <laughs> a little bit of everything for you. That's it. That's it. As always, folks, ignore the negativity. Be the positivity. Peace.